0: this morning looking at uh, Luke the 17th chapter gospel of Luke uh, starting with the 11th verse now on his way to Jerusalem Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee as he was going into a village 10 men who had leprosy met him they stood at a distance now Leprosy was, you know, pretty rampant, it seems, as you read the Bible, certainly 2,000 years ago during Jesus' time. Not sure what that was all about, but uh, a lot of guys got it, a lot of people got it, and it was quite a devastating disease uh, that would actually kill them very slowly, but probably the worst part of it was it would separate you from everybody. Now, it's one thing to be sick, and uh, quite frankly, one of the things about being sick is you're able to be surrounded by people who care about you and take care of you and, uh, you know, that you have connection with. Uh, You could have all kinds of diseases in biblical days uh, and still be surrounded by friends and family in support of people who loved you. But when you got leprosy, you were in a bad place because they would completely isolate you and you couldn't be near anyone. And uh, can you imagine what it would be like to be very, very ill, but not to be with your family or with your friends or with your spouse or your parents or whatever the deal was? Uh, they couldn't be near you. Uh, in fact, the Bible says they, here they stood at a distance. They were by law required to stay at a distance because they feared the disease so intensely. You had to announce if you had the disease. People were coming near you. You'd have to yell out, unclean, unclean, so that people would go, ooh, 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 and go out of their way to stay away from you. Can you imagine this? How horrible this would be that you were so marked? This, This is what would happen to these people who had leprosy. And the Bible says they called out in a loud voice because they were off at a distance, and they said... Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Now, these guys had heard about Jesus. It would have been hard not to have heard about Jesus during this time. Can you imagine how those, uh, that word spread through the countryside like wildfire? Here is a guy who, if you are sick, if you will go and let him pray for you, he will heal you. That's pretty amazing. Now... They didn't have the kind of advantages we have today with modern medicine and stuff and we're very blessed and fortunate to have what we have today. But even today, even with modern medicine that helps treat symptoms and everything else, you know that if someone were to be announcing that they had a really unusual gift of healing, uh, people, you know, if if he would pray for you, you'd be completely cured, man, some of you you know, head off today to go near that person and to ask that person to pray for you. The Tens of thousands would be uh, seeking out this individual. Well, this is what happened back then. And it was quite the uh, exercise of faith to do it because it wasn't like they hopped in their minivans. These people had to walk to get around Jesus. And they went through great uh, effort to be near him because they were so desperate to want to be cured of what was ailing them. They often suffered from things terribly that you and I push through very easily because we have medications to get us through it. They didn't have any of that. So Jesus, I mean, he was like the rock star of the time. I mean, tens of thousands, multitudes of people would throng after him. And these guys who had this horrible disease that was separating them from any kind of communication with others, uh, the only guys they could hang with were obviously other guys who had the same disease. So there's 10 guys kind of banding together or they'd have no one. Heard about Jesus said, man, let's go check this out. <laughs> I mean, I would, wouldn't you? <laughs> and they come around, they see Jesus. They've got to stay at a distance. They cry, have mercy on us, have mercy on us. And the Bible says that uh, when Jesus saw them, he says to them, he's got to shout it back, I'm sure. He says, go show yourselves to the priests. Now, we've talked about this uh, several different ways as we've been talking about faith this year, that God often shows up in ways that we least expect, certainly in times we often don't expect. Uh, even Jesus, when he would pray for people, if you actually read it, each, it's like he did it just a little bit different each time. Well, in this case, he do not even pray for them. YOU KNOW, YOU THINK YOU'D BE A LITTLE TICKED OFF. HERE WE'VE COME ALL THIS WAY, AND JESUS, HAVE MERCY ON US. Go SEE THE PRIEST. WHAT? I MEAN, HE'S NOT EVEN PRAYING FOR HIM. HE'S NOT SAYING NOTHING. HE'S NOT EVEN PROMISING THAT WE'RE GOING TO BE HEALED, NOTHING. OFTENTIMES, GOD MOVES IN WAYS WE DON'T UNDERSTAND OR WE DON'T EXPECT. BUT DON'T GET DISCOURAGED. KEEP LOOKING. The Bible says, if you will seek for me, you will find me. But you've got to keep looking. (laughs) Oh, there you are. You know, you can't just give up because God didn't show up when you thought he'd show up and he didn't do it the way you thought he would do it. Boo, my life's terrible. Ah. All right? you got to stay in a place of faith. So he tells these guys, go, show yourselves to the priests. And they say, okay. (laughs) I mean, what else are they going to do? they got nothing else going for them. (laughs) So they take off, heading to see the priest. Well, as they go, it says they were cleansed. Now, this is pretty amazing. All of a sudden, they're completely healed. Now, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back and he was praising God in a loud voice. He's very loud. Very loud, very loud, very loud. Now I know people when it comes to church get uncomfortable with loud. One of the things that people notice when they first come into a celebration church is they see you're you're all very loud. You you sing loud, you you clap loud, your preacher's really loud. <laughs> and you're just very loud. It's inappropriate. Very oh, yeah. When you come to church, you have to be very, very quiet. I have to be very still. You know, like people go to church It's like God is ticked off. You know. Shh. <laughs> you know, it's like when you're a teenager and you know Dad's mad. You go in the house. Shh. Don't tick him off, man. He's mad. The people that go to church are very quiet. These celebration church very loud. <laughs> inappropriate to be loud, shouldn't be loud. Of course, you take these very same people, put them in the green and gold cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly they get very loud. The very people say, you shouldn't get loud in church. It's inappropriate to show you. I'm just not a very expressive person. I'm very private. Oh, Are yeah. yeah, you big phony. Put you in a backer game. Yeah. Now, I'm not advocating you all start doing the way while I preach. <laughs> so I'm not looking for that, but come on. It's okay to be expressive. When you come to church, you should sing. About half of you don't sing. I know I watch you in the back. <laughs> Obviously, you believe in miracles because you're trying to sing with your mouth shut. (laughs) You should sing. You should get involved, expressive, pray, praising God in a loud voice because religious people don't like loud. You remember when Jesus was coming into Jerusalem riding on a donkey, and all the people were going, Hosanna, then the religious leaders come out and go, that's inappropriate. Dude, tell your people to be quiet. They're too loud. They're too loud. See, religious, they don't like loud expressions. But this guy had just been healed of a horrible life-sucking illness. He comes back he's loud. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And he was expressive. Verse 16, He says, he threw himself at Jesus' feet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And the Bible noticed that he was a Samaritan. Now, we don't really catch that today because this is 2,000 years ago, but in this culture, the Jews for some reason had a real problem with the Samaritans. There's all kinds of reasons why, but these were like the scuzzbags bags of life. The Samaritans were from the wrong side of the street. These are, you know, if, if you take racism and religious bigotry and economic uh, separations and roll them all into one, that's, you get the picture. Of how they thought of the Samaritans. They did not like them in any way, shape, or form. So the Bible goes out of its way to point out that this guy who was so thankful and so expressive was one of the creepy people. He was a Samaritan. Ew, ew, ew! He's got cooties. He's not like everybody else. They're from the wrong side of the tracks. But God often uses people and blesses people from the wrong side of the tracks. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning in church at a celebration campus, maybe watching us on TV, and you're thinking, I'm just no good. I feel bad about myself. I'm not holy enough. I'm not good enough. Some of you might still be <laughs> working off your bender from last night. You know, a lot of people, they don't want to come to church or afraid they'll be struck by lightning because I haven't been to church for so long. No! If you feel like you don't believe belong here, welcome to the family. <laughs> because that's what God does. He reaches out to the people who are the most unlikely people in the world. Some of you sitting out there, some <laughs> you are some of the most unlikely people in the world should, should be in church this morning. That's fabulous. God reaches out. Jesus has always reached out to those who are the most unlikely people in the world. That's the beautiful thing about his grace. So this guy's a Samaritan. And Jesus asked the question. He says, "Hey, weren't all 10 of you cleansed?" He knew that they had been. "Where are the other 9? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner?" Jesus also acknowledging, you know, "Hey, he's a Samaritan." You 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 you. And then he said to him, "Rise and go. Your faith has made you well." You see, Jesus knew who was thankful not because of what they felt, but because of what they did. I promise you, all 10 of these guys felt thankful. There's no way, it would've been impossible, it's beyond human comprehension, that you would have such a debilitating disease that was killing you, making your life miserable, separating you from everybody and everything that you love, and suddenly it is gone and you are whole and in one piece? It's impossible that they would not have felt very grateful. I'm sure all of them felt fabulous. This is great. This is awesome. I'm so thankful. This is great. But we're not judged on how we feel. We're judged on what we do. It's something that in American culture we just have a hard time comprehending. A lot of people say, well, well I, I've, I meant to do this or, oh, yeah, I wanted to do it. I, always, I forgot. I really wanted to. And they think just because they wanted to, that's all that matters we deceive ourselves we kid ourselves trust me folks we will all stand before God someday Everyone, nobody gets out of this deal every one of you along with me will all stand before God and we will all be judged on one thing what did we do not by what you felt doesn't matter what you feel don't fool yourself and think well I wanted to give money I just, I, just, I just forgot my checkbook well, I really wanted, oh, I forgot about it, you know, I wanted to go to church but my jammies felt so comfortable. You know, I just... <laughs> no matter what you felt, if anything we need to as people of faith break out of this crazy thinking about feelings. Jesus gave a parable one time, he says a guy had two sons, he came to son number one and said son go work today in my vineyard. Son says yes, <laughs> yes, woo! I love the vineyard, the vineyard's fabulous, yeah pops, I'm going. But he didn't go. Then he came to son number two, said, son, go work today in my vineyard. He said, (laughs) I hate that vineyard. It's got bugs and stuff and creepy people. I hate that place. I'm not gonna go. And the Bible says that he went. And Jesus asked the question as part of the parable. He said, which one did the will of the father? You notice he didn't ask which one had the best attitude. And by the way, some of you parents, I know you got teenagers and I know just uh, the attitude they have. (laughs) You know, it just takes a teenager and you start to understand why some creatures eat their young.
1: (laughs) You know, because you
0: just want to kill them, you know, they're just, and, and I know they have the attitude and you get so upset, just relax. Who cares about their stupid attitude? All I do, yeah, you're going to go crazy. It's not about the attitude. Just do it. Just, I don't care. Just do it. You hate me, maybe, but just do it. (laughs) All right? Just do it. And you teenagers, for the love of heaven, I'll feel this and feel uh, that. I know your feelings are all going nuts. Just chill out a little bit. Some of you need a swirly, for heaven's sakes. (laughs) I don't feel like, I don't feel like. You don't live life by, if you live life by how you feel, you're going to be a disaster. Somebody say amen. Amen. You cannot live by how you feel. We don't care about how you feel. Just do it. Goodness, no, he says. Of course you don't want to do it. Who wants to do stuff? So one of the things about being a man. Men, you know, we're not real big on feelings. You just got to do what you got to do. I mean who feels like going to work? <laughs> I'm going go to work, I didn't want to come to church today. <laughs> oh you didn't feel it? No. Well that's terrible. No it isn't. Because I don't live by how I feel. I live by what I do. A real man does the right thing. Somebody say amen. amen. need to teach your kids, you need to do the right thing. I don't care how you feel. You parents would freaking out over their attitudes and you guys quit having such goofy attitudes. It's not about feeling. They're to feel, oh, I feel, Jesus didn't care that these guys felt. I'm sure they all felt grateful. It would have been impossible for them not to have felt grateful. But only one of them did something about it. Only one of them came back. Where are you at in your faith? Do you show your thankfulness to God by what you do? So, Pastor, I feel it. I don't care what you feel. And I would even say to some of you who struggle with feelings and you don't feel like coming, you know, I don't care. There's a lot of guys that come to church, they don't feel like coming to church. I don't feel like singing, I don't care. Sing. I don't feel like giving an offering. Who wants to give money away? I like to keep money. I don't wanna give it away. I don't care, who cares? Quit running, a lot of you just say, well, you know, cause I don't feel like it, I'm not gonna do it. I don't. Stop with the, f- who cares? God is not gonna get all caught up about how you felt about anything what he's gonna measure is what have you done you know are you faithful are you thankful to God do you church, do you attend church regularly and I mean regularly not when there's nothing else to do I travel all over the world people always ask me pastor how big is your church I said it depends on the weather <laughs> Don't I? I always say that? So what do you mean? So WHEN the weather's good. They don't want to come to church. The good news is we live in Wisconsin. <laughs> so they come. Praise God. You know, and you, I know a lot of you watch us on TV. We appreciate that you watch us on TV. It's wonderful. You know, thousands of people watch this on TV. It's gotten to the point I can't misbehave anywhere. <laughs> Everybody knows who I am. It's really a drag. <laughs> you know, I was, in a, I was in a Walgreens once, and I had this guy at the counter who was just, I just wanted to strangle him because he was such a dork and he didn't know what he was doing. It was taking forever to get an answer to something so simple. He's like, wow, wow, wow. Him. And I was within five seconds of going psycho crazy on this guy. And I had it all rehearsed in my brain. And I walked up to the counter and I'm ready to give him a piece of my mind. When he looks at me and goes, aren't you that preacher on TV? <laughs> of course I go, well, yeah, actually I am. <laughs> Big fat phony hypocrite. I wanted to kill him two seconds earlier. Suddenly I'm very religious. Yes, yes, I'm the TV guy, yeah, a... I have my issues just like you. But thousands of people watch us. I and mean, I hear you guys come up to me all the time, oh, I watch you on TV, I watch you on TV. And I ask them, well, do you actually go to church? No. Why not? The number one reason. The number one reason you all give me. You don't want to get dressed. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> This is going to be your answer to God on Judgment Day, the jammy defense. (laughs) I had great jammies. I didn't want to get out of my jammies. Come on, you people. I know you see the show at 9 o'clock. You still have time. (laughs) Get off your butt, change your clothes, and go to church. We've got campuses here on the east side, west side, Green Bay, Appleton, Stevens Point. If you're not anywhere near us, go to church somewhere. Just get in your car and drive for five minutes, you'll hit something. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on your butt. Well, I love God. Yeah, I'm sure you feel it. What do you do? Come on, Americans. We just live in the self-deceived God. Well, as long as I feel it's all that matters. No, it doesn't. Those of you who come to church, do you get involved? Do you do anything? Say, well, there's nothing I want to do. THERE'S NOT MUCH ANYBODY WANTS TO DO. HAVE YOU EVER NOTICED THAT MOST SERVING OPPORTUNITIES IN CHURCHES ARE PRETTY INSULTING AT SOME LEVEL? I MEAN, IT'S NOT LIKE I WANT SOMETHING OF MY EDUCATION CALIBER. I MEAN, WHAT DO YOU DO AROUND HERE, YOU KNOW? YOU, you GREET SOMEBODY AT THE DOOR. <laughs> HOW MUCH EDUCATION DOES IT TAKE? <laughs> YOU KNOW, YOU HAND SOMEBODY A COMMUNION TRAY. I mean, at some point, all of it's humiliating. It really is, serving opportunities, but that we need to be humble. You know, go change poopy diapers in the nursery. That, that's not exactly what I was, went to school for, you know what I'm saying? Who cares? Most of what we do is, at some level, humiliating. You serve. It's called serving. Are you serving? Well, there's nothing I want to do. Of course not. None of us want to do it. That's why it's called serving. AND NOT PARTY TIME. OKAY? WHAT DO YOU DO? WELL, I FEEL IT. I DON'T CARE WHAT YOU FEEL. WHAT DO YOU DO? ARE YOU THANKFUL TO GOD? SHOW IT BY WHAT YOU DO. MONEY. DO YOU GIVE MONEY? BY THE WAY, IF YOU you HAVEN'T, IF YOU WEREN'T THERE LAST WEEK, YOU STILL CAN GIVE it TO THE BIG OFFERING THAT WE'RE DOING EVERY YEAR. YOU STILL HAVE THOSE OFFERING envelopes FOR THE SUPPORT DIVISION. Uh, WE'LL GIVE A COUPLE OF WEEKS FOR EVERYBODY TO CATCH UP AND THEN WE'LL FINALLY ANNOUNCE HOW WE DID. BUT GIVE. GIVE, I DON'T HAVE TO GIVE, GOD KNOWS I'M THANKFUL, HELLO, SEE THAT'S WHAT THE OTHER NINE dudes SAID, THAT'S WHAT THE NINE GUYS SAID, WELL I DON'T HAVE TO DO, GOD KNOWS I'M I'm GRATEFUL, WHO who WOULDN'T BE GRATEFUL, REALLY, YOU WANT TO LINE UP WITH THE NINE GUYS? in the old testament they were not only told to say thanks they were told to demonstrate it by bringing they literally had thank offerings at times they would take offerings we're gonna take an offering it's just a thank you god offering we should do that sometime. just freak them all out with a special offering thank god offering i wonder how well we do we need to show it we need to live our faith out you know look for opportunities to serve maybe as a whole family take the whole family go down to Mana for life or something for a day and or an afternoon, serve food, or whatever. I don't want to do it. (laughs) Nobody wants to do it. Who wants to do it? Nobody wants to do it. Take your kids down there with them. If nothing else, it'll motivate them to study hard so they don't get in that same situation. Amen. Amen. We got to do the right thing. As we read last week in James, the second chapter, what good is it if someone claims to have faith but doesn't do anything, has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Well, in the United States of America, most people would answer yes. He's implying no, it won't. We would say yes, because all that matters is I believe. You believe in Jesus? Yes, I believe in Jesus. I'm going to heaven. That's it. Really? You really think that's what the Bible's teaching? Well, I believe in Jesus. James says, the devil believes in Jesus. How's that working out for him? You can't just say, I believe in Jesus. not enough. You've got to live this out. He said, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. We have to actually do it. Thanksgiving's coming Thursday. Let's be thankful, people, this week. Uh, and start with at least saying it. Some of you never even say it. Some of you guys, it wouldn't kill you to look at that wife of yours and just say thank you for what you do. Thank you! Some of you ladies it wouldn't kill you to look at the boy and say thank you for what you do. But go beyond just saying show it. Do things to show your gratefulness. As you reflect, as we all reflect on what it means to be thankful this week. Let's determined to be the kind of people, people of faith, who don't just say we believe in Jesus, but who show it by what we do. There might be the nine guys out there just feeling it. Let's not be like those. Let's like be the one guy, even if he's kind of the scuzzy guy. Let's be the one guy who constantly demonstrates to God that we are grateful, not just by what we say. But by what we do. Let's pray. Father, we are thankful that you love us. And we know that you love us not by what you said or say. You didn't love us just because you said you felt like you loved us. The Word of God says that you so loved us that you gave, you demonstrated your love towards us in that Christ died for us. We know that you loved us, not because of what you felt or what you said, but because of what you did. Lord Jesus, you went on that cross 2,000 years ago, the Lamb of God, to take away the sins of the world. That if we would put our hope and trust in you, obey you, that we would have eternal life. Help us to follow your example. To not just love in words only, but in deeds and in truth. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen.